So Friday was a uh, such a busy day for me. We had the dinner, me and my beautiful wife, Danielle, with Mayor Eric Adams on Thursday night. I got no sleep. Then I did the Veterans Day show here on Friday. And then, of course, I was on a Vietnam vet USA float in the pouring rain. In fact, uh, you saw me on Channel 7 if you watched that all afternoon. But in between the radio show and the Veterans Day parade, I had the fortunate opportunity to guest on my friend Brian Kilmeade's amazing Fox News radio show, which you heard, of course, right here on WABC. You hear it every day after me at 10 a.m., and that was an absolute blast. And I got there not long after Brian was hanging out with the great actor Sylvester Stallone, which may explain why he's in Tulsa this morning. So with that said, here he is, Fox uh, Fox and Friends, of course, his own show on Saturday nights. It's really terrific. One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. And right here on WABC, my friend, Brian Kilmeade. Good morning, Brian. Sid, great to be with you. Friday was fun, right? It was a great time. It was a great time. The parade was nice. I mean, the weather was miserable. It was pouring. But I got to tell you, Brian, the turnout was still pretty good. People lined up and down Fifth Avenue cheering on the veterans. And that's always nice to see. But hanging out with you was was a great time on that radio show on Friday. So thank you. Uh, No, it was great. It was a great way to finish out the weekend. It was one of those times in which everyone, I'm in Oklahoma and had a chance to come to Tulsa. Before that was in Mississippi because to be able to go on stage and do some stuff on stage. I know you've done before. I'll be in Newark on December 2nd and be able to talk about all my books, interact with people, find out what they think. And, of course, the midterm elections. But New York is was even the conversation in uh, in Mississippi, in Jackson, Mississippi. And then last night I got the stage at about 1145 local time, which is 1245 our time and uh, in the morning. But just being able to talk to people and and. Uh, interact was great, but everybody is saluting New York. A lot of people saluting New York around the country for sending a message and really saving the house. If in fact the house does go ahead and get saved. No, there's no question. New York had uh, had a good day. Uh, obviously, flipping four congressional seats, two of those out on Long Island. I mean, Lee Zeldin did lose a gubernatorial race to Kathy Hochul, but the rest of the state, New York, did well. But you look around the country now; there is no Senate for the Republicans. Forget about Herschel Walker. Nevada's a loss already. Chuck Todd saying yesterday the Republicans imploded. Today's cover of the New York Post: deniers denied Donald Trump any candidate that he backed lost. Now they're blaming Donald Trump for this. Overall, I think you'd have to admit, based on expectations, Jesse Waters saying Wednesday, excuse me, Monday night, we're going to get 54 seats. Based on expectations, election day for Republicans around the country was a disaster. True. And and that's the problem, is that if you go by the polls, you say, you know, I bet you, I bet you they're going to break a certain way. So you go by the polls and Masters is within one. Bulldog is up one or down one. He loses by eight. Uh, Masters will not concede, but they're saying he cannot win. And the AP gave it to Kelly. Okay. And then you have other close races like Laxalt was winning the whole time. And they go, no, uh, Clark County has just come in. You lost. Really? He was, he's been winning for three months. Well, hold on. When you, when you say really, wait, when you say really, because you know that the, my audience here is a bunch of psychos. They really are. God bless them. And they think everything is rigged when they lose. Just like Democrats do. Everything is rigged. So are you at least intimating Brian Kilmeade that there was something wrong in the state of Nevada? Don't know. And, and I think that what I'm going to do is stay away from speculation. Uh, I'm going to just say, because I don't know, I'm not counting the ballot. I have not seen anything that indicates that they got experts there and that the GOP didn't line themselves up 
uh, lawyer themselves up with all the money that they have and they have collected, they're to blame. You and I can't handle Clark County. We got our, our plates to fall, <laughs> right? I mean, I can't go to the drop boxes. But you have 300 drop boxes around your state, and they're like, yeah, we haven't picked up all the ballots yet. And it was already Thursday. So there was no organization there. I mean, Arizona and Nevada embarrassed us again, right? Especially Arizona. Florida straightened their act out. Uh, you know, for, for a long time, there were problems in different states. North, North Carolina was a problem. North Carolina is not a problem now. So Florida is probably the best example of a, of a state that rallied and said we're in tires of embarrassing ourselves and ruling elections uh, starting back in 2000. Now they're done in one hour after the polls close. They're done. So um, for, yet, for one thing I would say universal, I don't want to see signature match. Think about the last time you concentrated on your signature. Probably uh, for you, Sid, 1971. <laughs> if, if then, maybe even right. if then. I mean, I sign an SFR for Sidney Ferris Rosenberg, right. and it's different and more, almost every and, time. And, and the more famous you get, the worse your signature is. That's true. Soon you're not going to be able to vote. <laughs> right? And so we should go back to ID. Just go back to ID. 80% of the country's for ID. It's not racist. And when you have ID, you're done. And there's a way to do it oh, remotely. God. I think it's the last four digits of social security number. You don't number, get it. You don't get it. And the digits on your license. No, you don't get it. You're, you're clearly racist. You don't understand that black people no. don't have ID. You don't get that? <laughs> yeah, I know you're being sarcastic. <laughs> and by the way, that if you want to aggravate, if you want to uh, say something that is totally socially insensitive, say that and mean it. You don't mean it. Of course but not. People say that. Yeah. And I think to myself, what an insult. Because someone is uh, is a, a certain skin color, lives in a certain area, has a certain income, you don't think you can't function in society without a license. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. In fact, Tulsa King, to talk about full circle, the whole premise is Sylvester Stallone's in jail since 98. He's a mobster. And he comes out and he has no ID. And he has to go get a credit card. He has no ID. So he has to go take his driver's test and get an ID. It gets a learner's permit at something like 74 years old. And then get a get a credit card. You can't exist in society without it, even to register for homeless uh, homeless housing. Right. You know, in our shelters or the great tent city that that your <laughs> your mayor that you have dinner with all the time. Oh my god! Built for three hundred yeah. million dollars or whatever, and took down again. <laughs> you know, you, you get these people all riled up. Dinner with all the time. It was one dinner, and um, of course, I was at the very front along with Curtis Sliwa, but Sliwa, it's all personal because Eric Adams beat him so badly, he's humiliated, and Greg Kelly because Eric Adams went after his father. But in terms of somebody with no skin in the game, I was the first to really vilify Eric Adams. And uh, you would even say lots of times uh, in the morning, I would. you know, said this, said that, and now it seems yeah, like... Yeah, but now it seems like you're all there where I was, and I'm still trying to give the guy a chance. He's the mayor of my awesome. city, but it doesn't seem like you want to give him a chance anymore. Well, you know, for a thing, I didn't in two months ago when you came on where I came on your show and you were yelling at me saying about <laughs> Eric Adams giving him too nice to him. That was a mischaracterization. I should have sued you then. <laughs> and now you have totally mischaracterized. All I'm saying is I'm looking at some of the things that aren't happening and I'm extremely frustrated because I gave him I had great hope yeah. uh, of, you know, when but, you replace wait, a but, bad coach. But, but, but wait a second. Great. What about yesterday when he came out and he said, you can read this in today's New York Post, he came out and he blamed Democrats, listen carefully, Eric Adams blamed Democrats for their soft stance on crime. He said, quote, we're doing it all wrong. Does he deserve any credit for that? That's exactly what I wanted to do. There you go. So may, maybe he was waiting for the election. 
And what I'm trying to say is that maybe you got through to him. I'm being honest. If you have somebody that's critical of you and you really want to be, make these last three and a half years important, well, what's going on? What's your perspective? My perspective is we need somebody to crack down on crime. We need someone who could care less about politics, who will recognize who came in with cashless bail, recognize the fact that law enforcement is not staffed up, they're not backed, and their police chief's invisible, and now change it. You can change it. Take on Democrats. And New York told you by the election that they're willing to, uh, they're willing, they're looking for change. They're looking for accountability. So be the hero. Be the superhero. So go ahead. So that's what's got to happen. Because in Albany, he was humiliated. They went up there and they basically said, go back to New York City. We run things up here. Well, that supermajority is now gone. And now they're going to look to Mayor Adams to crack down on crime. What does the governor say? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get, I'm not in a big rush. I'm going to look at the analytics and decide what I'm going to do on that. Adam's got to say that's that's not going to really help because people right now are going to be are in the subway and there's going to be robberies over the weekend. Someone else is going to be the 27th person turning the tracks while you take your time and study a bar, a bar graph and pie charts. <laughs> well, he did uh, kind of say that yesterday and in his op ed that he wrote yesterday, too, he was in Puerto Rico all weekend long. He, he mentioned four or five things that me and Danielle said directly to him on Thursday night. So I'm not going to take credit for all of it, but we certainly got to him. And by the way, this is supposed to be the week where he and Rudy Giuliani, another thing I set up, was supposed to have dinner. We'll see how that goes down. But I want to get to Donald Trump because, again, today's cover of the New York Post. They're blaming Donald Trump, the media, other Republicans like Chris Christie for the Republican collapse around the country on Election Day. Is that a bit too much, Brian? Or in your estimation, is that accurate? Good, uh, uh, good analysis. I know where you're leading me. They're <laughs> overdoing it. They're actually blaming, instead of saying, you know, maybe Trump is part of the problem. Rick Scott's messaging, part of the problem. Mitch McConnell not putting money behind Masters and giving it to Murkowski, part of the problem. They say, let's take the easy out. Let's blame Trump for not spending enough with the money he's collected on the, on the candidates that he's backed. Absolutely. The election denying, we always knew as a rabbit hole that nobody cares about 2020 anymore. Uh, we, we saw that Georgia straightened their act out. They changed. They rolled in. If uh, they, they rolled in a lot of their pandemic uh, voting. Those are the types of things that need to be done. But going back, hey, let's relitigate Kennedy Nixon uh, in Illinois. I heard there's still problems there. But what happened is the country moved on, straightened things out. Nixon, you know, Nixon was president of the United States uh, four years later. So that's what has to happen. And every time that Trump brings it up, obviously it is a loser of an issue. I don't think it should have been brought up, but I don't think you can blame Trump for everything. Then uh, the last Donald Trump question has to be this for the great Brian Kilmeade coming your way at 10 o'clock. He's great every morning. Right now, who gives the Republicans a better chance to win a general election? Let's move past the primary. Right now, today, that can change, of course, tomorrow. Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis? Well, as you saw, the, uh, there, there was a poll and DeSantis is out in front. It is so early to talk about 2024, uh, not to not talk about it, but to actually project on it right now. Uh, DeSantis is the hottest governor and politician in the country. Democrats will tell you that. I watched Bill Maher on Friday. They say uh, DeSantis is like Trump, only sane. And that's Democrats are eyeing him. I told you at the Al Smith dinner when I did have a chance to meet Mayor, uh, Mayor Adams, and I went up to Schumer. The first thing he said to me was, do you think DeSantis is running? I said, wow, what an interesting thing. He goes, oh, I know Trump's running. But do you think DeSantis is running? And I was shocked by that. Obviously, he's gotten in his head. And let me just point out something else. Schumer didn't do well. 
I couldn't. He only got fifty four percent of the vote. I think that's lower. Uh, it the is. Last time he got that low was against Al D'Amato. And and by the way, the guy that did that to him, Joe Pinion, is set to join me coming up in about an hour and a half at nine oh five this morning. And I spoke to Joe Pinion Saturday. It's funny you bring that up, Ryan. And I congratulated him even in loss. I said you gave this guy quite a race. So I know there's not a lot of uh, moral victories in politics, but to your point, Joe Pinion, that was a moral victory last Tuesday. Yeah, uh, and I also think. I also think it's a message to Schumer. You got power, and you might deliver some things for New York. But we're not happy with the direction of the country. Also, it shows you uh, Zeldin got people to the polls. When people got to the polls who don't vote Democrat, they weren't sure to vote Republican. And that helped drive everybody's numbers down. That's why Lee Zeldin is one of the heroes to emerge in losing from this campaign. And I think that was a little bit of the buzz yesterday on the Sunday shows. And I would not be surprised if that's uh, on your show today. And the other thing is, uh, Zelda knows you a lot because you <laughs> believed in him early. Yes, I did. Had him on this show every week for the better part of three months, and he did lose. But again, the rest of that ticket here in New York did extremely well, and you got to give Lee Zeldin credit for that. Hey, by the way, it was great seeing you on Friday. It's always great having you on this show. I mean it. Uh, enjoy your time in Tulsa this morning. I will be in Newark when you get back uh, to this part of town later on in December, but enjoy your time there today. Thanks for a great conversation. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you, Brian. And kill me. He is the king of New York. Thank you, Sid. Appreciate uh, thank it. You. Thank you. Coming from you, that means a lot. That's the great Brian Kilmeade. Check him out after me every weekday morning at 10 a.m. right here on WABC. Also, of course, every morning on Fox and Friends on Fox News and his great show One Nation with Brian Kilmeade Saturday nights on Fox News. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Dick Morris, Joe Pinion, and more still to come on this Monday morning right here. With me, Sid.